Welcome to the Church Brand Guide Podcast. This is Michael Persaud. I am so glad you're here today. We are focusing this episode on church planting and how to establish a brand from the ground up. How do you establish something that's going to help you launch and draw people to something that's brand new? And uh, later on in this uh, episode, we're going to be talking with uh, a, a, a pastor who is planting a new church, a brand new church in the Nashville area. Before we get there, I wanted to unpack a couple of big ideas of what we have learned as an agency in serving church planters. So if you're out there and you're a church planter, you're getting ready to start this new church, or maybe in the future you're going to do it sometime, or maybe you've already started and you, you just want to get some information about how to get uh, get your branding where it needs to be, well, this episode is really going to help you. Um, maybe you're even a designer that's out there and you're a freelancer. Uh, maybe you're on staff as a designer and you work with church planters or uh, will come along some church planters in the future. This episode is um, designed to help you understand the needs of a church plant, when it, especially when it comes to branding and media and how to, how to, how to meet those needs in a, in a very budget-friendly way. So one of the big things with church planting is that the budget is um, limited. So you're not typically able to go all out, but you still need the core components of a brand in order to reach uh, a good amount of people right off the bat. It's a, it's a lot of hard work to establish a church, and you have to establish something before you can start to build and grow and get to where you need to be. So you, you need that help. You need that brand in place so that people can see the vision and want to be a part of it and be attracted to it. Um, but then again, on the other side, you can't spend a whole lot of money doing that. So we've come, come up with a nice package that we provide for church planters that really helps them get started. And it's, uh, it's just enough to get them going on in the right direction. So this package that um, I want to tell you about is just um, to help you out. If, if you um, use us or if you use somebody else, here, here are four things you can develop uh, to help you plant your church and, and get it started right. The first thing is a logo. So you need to get the church name nailed down and then come up with a great logo. And the real value in the logos is more the, the branding process that goes into developing a logo. So you're going to have to divine, uh, decide who you're called to reach and what you're going to do to reach them. So that process of figuring that out should help the designer to create a logo, a mark that represents you well and, um, and allows you to connect to people in that community. So not only is the design important, but the process leading up to the design is very important to think through. We have a resource that's free on the blog. Um, the churchbrandguide.com blog that you can download. It's a questionnaire that gives you 18 questions when designing a logo, 18 questions to ask. So if you, um, if you haven't done that questionnaire, I'd, I'd encourage you to get that and, and download it. Answer those questions. It'll help you get the right brand established for your church. And the second thing you need is a website. So you need a web presence. Even if you haven't launched yet, even if you're months away from launching, you should start to develop a website and a web platform. So the website becomes the front door to your church, and you have to think about it strategically as a tool for your church. It's almost like an employee, maybe your, your first employee. What do you want it to do for your church? Do you want it to capture some, some emails and phone numbers? Do you want it to present information? Do you want it to maybe uh, give some information, a download of some kind that people can get to support you? 
maybe maybe <clears throat> maybe there is a donation piece to it but the website can uh, be such an effective tool to help you get started in ministry um, and you have to think through that and get it developed as early as possible the third thing that you need to do is develop a printed piece so this is like a, a brochure that you can hand physically to people and the the power of a brochure is that it, it allows you when you have a conversation with someone to leave them with more information so that they are able to follow up with the conversation that you've had so the conversation can happen in one-on-one, or it can happen in a group setting, or even in a large group setting where you might be presenting to a large group of people. So you should have some printed piece that you can hand to people. And the, the key to the printed piece is that it should be very attractive and look substantial. Um, one of the tips that I have is that you not do a trifold, but avoid a trifold because people see trifold brochures all the time. They tend to grab it and throw it away. But if you could do something unique, maybe it's a unique shape, uh, maybe it's a square, maybe it's something that's different, and maybe it's a heavier stock of paper, and you put some more effort into getting it well designed, um, present that information in a way that's very visual and attractive. That really helps, helps to set, set the stage that what you're doing is substantial and that um, people can get behind it. And the fourth item that we recommend doing with a church plant is to have a video. Um, the video is going to be a way to communicate the vision in a short amount of time, but also in a way that's emotional. So you want to answer the question, why us, why now in this video? Why us? Why, why are we needing to do this and why do we have to do it now? And uh, in the video, I recommend that you show the area that you're going into as a church plant and begin to talk about the needs that are there. And then um, you need to present your plan to reach people in that community. How are you uniquely equipped to, to do this work, to reach people in this community and to help them out? Even if that, pl if that plan changes, it's okay to present something. You need to present something because people want to know that you have a plan and that you're not just going in there and hoping for the best, but you're really going in there with uh, with great intentions and um, people want to know that so they can support you with their their time their prayers their money uh, or maybe even go with you to help you do this so those are the four components that we recommend in our uh, church uh, church uh, plant uh, package so this is this is to help churches really establish a brand in a strong way and get going as, as soon as possible all these are done very um, in a very simple way so there's not a lot of cost to it and we can we can get a package put together and, and produced fairly quickly so a quick turnaround so those are a couple things that we've noticed with church planters usually time is an issue needing some stuff pretty fast and then also the other issue is that budget making sure they can get as much as possible with a small budget so uh, in this episode the rest of this episode we're going to interview Jared Smith Jared is uh, planting a church in the Nashville area in Mount Juliet, just on the east side of Nashville. And he's moving from Kansas City, um, at, where he's been a worship pastor uh, in the Kansas City area for about five years, and has now is stepping into this calling to plant a church in, in Tennessee. And uh, Jared just begins to unpack the process that um, he's gone through with us to help him create this new brand for the church. So it's very early on in the process. He's just moved to the area. Um, he's just now getting the, the groundwork in place to begin to gather um, people and figure out where they're going to meet. And he's probably six months away from actually holding a service, like a first service. 
And um, so we're, we're, we're involved with Jared in the very early process. And I thought it'd be great to have him come on the uh, podcast and just begin to unpack from his perspective this very early phase and, and how um, it's affected his, uh, his uh, moving forward as he begins to get people interested or try to get people interested in supporting him in different ways. So let's welcome Jared Smith to the podcast. All right, so I'm here with Jared Smith, and he's going to join us on this episode of our podcast. And Jared's a he's a new uh, church planter. He's he's been a worship uh, pastor for quite some time, and has recently uh, been in contact with us to help him um, launch a new church. And he's right in the middle of this. It's just at the very very beginning stages. I think it'll be a really neat story that we can unpack over the course of time as Jared goes through this process. But right now, uh, Jared, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. All right. Well, let's just get right into your uh, your story. Like, what, what is it that has led you to this point where you are now going to be launching a church? Uh, well, you know, for, for my wife and I, it's, it, it's kind of a unique story. Um, we didn't grow up in the church. Uh, I guess I could say we grew up around the church. And um, when we met each other in our early 20s, we were both uh, serving in the military. We were active duty. And uh, that was around 2000, year 2000. And uh, we got married in 2001, uh, September 11, 2001, was a day that she and I actually had scheduled off together. And we watched those events happen. And long story short, uh, later that evening, we actually surrendered our lives to Jesus together in our living room. And so since 2001 to you know, 2016, the past 15 years, um, we've gone from just, you know, attending church where we would, we would, we started serving in churches and music was a gift of mine. So that led into being on worship teams and then started working with youth. And so student ministry and then college, young adult ministry. And, um, I've always served, uh, in the ministry of worship some, somewhere, uh, along the way. And, uh, so I've, I've been in a lot of different roles just as the result of responding, uh, responding to the gospel, you know, 15 years ago and, and uh, looking for an open door to serve. So here we are, uh, the close of summer 2016, and uh, we've been really blessed to be a part of a church for the last five years that really has a heart for mission, church planting, starting new works. And uh, we're looking at launching a New Tribe Church in January of 2017. Yeah, so where did the name New Tribe come from? So yeah, that's a great question. Um, uh, New Tribe Church, the heart behind it probably could be summed up uh, if you just go and you read Colossians 3. And just just in short, to paraphrase, it's this idea that, uh, you know, there is no, there's no, there's no slave, nor free, nor Greek, nor Jew, nor white, nor black, uh, you know, nor, nor barbarian, Scythian, right? There's just all of these distinctions in culture and uh, ethnicity and race, all of these things, we know that in Christ uh, we are as one. And so there's just a little New Testament, you know, theology behind this idea of, of new tribe. Obviously, the Bible has this narrative of tribe. And um, when we look at that, really what my wife came into was this simple definition, which is a tribe is this a collection of families who share a common inheritance. And for us who follow Jesus, um, uh, we're a collection of many different families, um, young, old, single, married, mixed families, whatever it is, and uh, we share a common inheritance, and that's Jesus. 
So that's mm. a little bit of the history and evolution of the name New Tribe Church. Yeah. Now we've we've been working with you in recent uh, months and weeks to help develop this branding for for the church. And New Tribe's been fun to work with. It's it's a neat uh, just concept. And uh, so we've come up with a few different pieces. And, and when we're working with the logo, one of the big things we always uh, try to unpack is who are you um, called to reach? You know, what's what's the what's the group of people or um, maybe the concentric circle of those types of people um, look like for you. So can you walk us through that with you? Uh, what do you think New Tribe Church, like who, who are you called to reach? Yeah, you know, there's always a temptation to say, you know, we want to reach everybody, which I think I think the heart of every church planter is uh, you want to reach everyone. But if we could really narrow it down, I would say that it would be young families. You know, definitely millennials would fall into that category as well. Um, but there's a new generation, and church planting is something that's happening not just in our nation, but all over the world right now. And uh, and I believe that the you know, for lack of other terms, the best market for church planting right now is millennials and young families. So, I guess I would say those would be our two uh, target uh, groups. You know, that we're really hoping to reach. Excellent. I, I love hearing a pastor. You know, just begin to realize, or not begin, just just realize the fact that. You're not going to be able to reach everyone. Right. Everyone's a big target. Um, yeah. But yeah, the fact that you can narrow that down um, allows allows you to be attractive to a lot of people. The, the more focus you have, it's kind of counterintuitive, but the more focus you have, the more attractive you are to a r- wider range of people. Hmm. So as you um, as you as you move forward, um, well, first of all, let me let me put a little bit of context to um, where you're at. You're actually going into the Nashville area, right? Yeah. So why don't you explain and unpack the Nashville area? Why'd you choose to go there? So when we started this journey, uh, something I, I looked at my wife one day and I just said, hey, if we're going to go, let's go where the people are going. And so we just started researching and studying, you know, what are the fastest growing cities in America? And uh, one of those areas that kept popping up was Nashville. That was in particular interest to us um, just because we have, you know, well, my family lives three hours to the to the west. My wife's family lives three hours to the east. So that that particular area struck our interest. The more we begin to dig into uh, why Nashville is a fast growing area, uh, it got more exciting because it's you know it's it's a leader in industry development and job growth, and uh, there's also you know lots of leisure activity and hobbies and you know professional sports teams. I mean, it has really it has like this great recipe to draw people. And so, uh, and I could go on and on and on about other statistics that, that we've read about church planting, about the, the, the greater percentage of new residents uh, will attend a new church. Uh, they're more likely, when you plant a new church, you're more likely to receive or to uh, bring in new residents. So to us, it was just like a no-brainer. It's like, now we just need to hear from God. All the stats are there, all the facts are there. Is this a place you want us to go? And so really over the course of two years of praying, um, we begin to zero in into that area. And so that's where we are today. Yeah. And, and so what has been the biggest challenge? You know, you, you're early on. You're, um, I think, uh, so you're coming from Kansas City. So you and I have been going to the same church. You've been the worship pastor at, at the church I've been attending for a long time. You know, we've gotten to know each other, just kind of working together. Um, you're a few weeks after the announcement of like the fact that you're going to go out there and um, start this church in Nashville. 
So what has been the biggest challenge that you faced um, even you know early on here trying to establish a new brand and uh, letting people know about what you're trying to do? You know, I, th I think for uh, every person who dreams, probably the most difficult thing is to articulate the dream or to interpret the dream so that others can experience what you have seen, uh, whether we call it visions or um, things that have been spoken to your spirit, just things that stir inside of you. And now you have to make that vision plain for people to see. And uh, that, is just, that is a struggle that I was willing to, to engage because I didn't want to take it lightly. I wanted, when we, when we started doing branding and, and talking about videos and what it looks like and what it feels like, I just wanted people to be able to capture, uh, even if they just got a glimpse, a, a glimpse of what we have been envisioning you know, for a couple of years now. So um, I don't know if that, that helps answer your question, but as far as the struggle, the struggle has been how can we best articulate or interpret what's going to be the greatest expression to allow others to see New Tribe Church as we have seen it in our dreams and in our conversations and, and the things that have been spoken to us. So, uh, But it's been a struggle that I've been willing to engage in. So, Yeah, we, when we were talking about this whole thing and helping you create this brand, um, one of the big things that uh, came through to me is that you're you're extremely passionate about this you know you've been thinking about it for a couple of years and it's been growing inside of you for a couple of years and uh, as we began to have conversations we'd meet up from time to time and like something new would be unveiled and you know to me as a as an outsider it's like man that's really cool mm -hmm. um there's this car wreck that happened and all this crazy stuff that right. happened amount that you it was a story that you told me and i was like oh my goodness you know and, um, so there's all this passion that you have, mm. and now you've got to start to communicate the passion that you're feeling and that God has given you to this group of people, yeah. um, not only that are going to go with you to help plant the church, there's a, a small group of people that potentially are going to move mm. from Kansas City to Nashville, and that's that's cool, that's a big leap for those guys, but then there's this other, another group on the outside of that inner core yeah. that can support you with prayers, with finances, mm -hmm. there's a, another group that of other churches that can support you as well in different yeah. ways. Um, so you've got to communicate over and over again and articulate this passion, this yeah. this why we need to do this now um, mm -hmm. mentality. Um, so that's that's what we've been working with you on is like how do we do this? And and the result for us has been so far a, a really good compelling logo that, mm. that kind of yeah. puts that all together. Um, a brochure, a printed piece that you can give or hand out or somebody can take with them. Keep on the coffee table. We designed something that's meant to be not, it's, it's kind of elegant enough to where it just sticks around. Um, you're not going to just toss it away. It's not a trifle. You just toss away. It's a little yeah. bit, it has a little bit more to it. And then the idea of having a video that tries as best as it can to capture the, the right. emotion behind what you guys are feeling. Yeah. Do you want to expand on any of that? Uh, you know, I mean, just, you know, once we, once we settled on a logo design that we felt really, um, you know, it was uh, it was creative enough. It was engaging enough so that people saw it and they, and and they said, "Man, we really like your logo." And then they would say, "What is New Tribe about?" So to me, that was kind of the first indication that okay, this is this is winning right now because we're we're not even we don't have to explain. Uh, that's not what we have to do first in conversation. It's appealing enough that people are asking, "Hey, what is this?" You know, which that's a great great win. So. That's the first thing uh, I wanted to say that 
second thing is, um, uh, you know, the, the video that, that we were able to create, uh, it wasn't a very long video, but it really did allow us to have something that was, uh, that was shareable. You know, we really live in a society where people love to share things. Well, they love to share things that they like or they think are inspiring. And so, um, you know, the, the video was great to have because it allowed us to engage social media and it could be shared time and time again. This handout that we had created, I've gotten so many comments about, um, about this handout because it puts information uh, in people's hands, but it also puts a, uh, a brand, a image in, in people's mind. So now they have information, but they also have an image. And somehow, I, I guess it's just the way the, the human brain works, it almost legitimizes your cause or what you believe in. Because when you take time, this is what I'm learning right now, when we take time to struggle uh, with, um, with branding, when you finally get that piece in someone's hand or they watch that video or they see your logo or they go to your website, people can really see that you care. And I think if they, if once they acknowledge that, whoa, this is really, this is a nice piece, this is cool, this, sometimes they don't even pay attention to the cause. They just see that you really are serious about this and you almost win, win their favor immediately because they, they say to themselves, wow, if they believe in this this much, then this must be legitimate. So uh, I guess I've just been learning that, learning that through experience, watching people's reaction and hearing people's compliments. And all of these things really, they're conversation starters and they, uh, they just give people a, a broader understanding of who you are and what you're about. And so it's really been worth it, you know, the whole process of getting this thing out there. I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that. So in my mind, in, in theory, that should be the goal of it you know why do you spend so long wrestling with a logo design you know why do you spend so long um really going through you know what a brochure looks like and picking out the right stock of paper and you know making it a unique shape and all that so in theory the idea is that people see that there's something significant about what you're doing yeah and and when they see something nice that's the idea it's like man this is this is really well thought out yeah you know, I can I can get behind you know giving and donating towards this yeah. because I think it's substantial enough. Jared's got his stuff together mm-hmm. enough to where he's gonna he's gonna succeed. So in my mind, as a branding you know somebody that creates brand, that's what I'm thinking. Um, but it's good to hear you on the other side saying that is the response that you're yeah. seeing is that yeah. people are seeing this as a very significant. This is this is not a short term, yeah. you know, kind of blow in blow out type of thing. Yeah. You know, there's, um, yeah, I don't want to over-spiritualize, you know, branding and all that sort of stuff, but I mean, just sitting here right now, I'm trying to imagine what if we never actually see Jesus, but we, uh, we just have all these ideas about God and, you know, the New Testament tells us that Christ is the image of the invisible God. Uh, the manifestation of, of God's presence and God's power in the person of Jesus changed everything in our world. And I think that goes without saying. There's something about seeing what we believe in. And although us today, you know, as, as his followers, we have not seen him, you know, uh, what, we, are, uh, we are believers, not only in Jesus, but the testimony of his witnesses. And so what you see, and there's even one, one passage that says, uh, what, we're, what we say to you, um, 
you know, we've seen with our eyes, we've touched with our hands. <laughs> and so I'm just having this, this image right now of how important it is to be able to manifest uh, what you believe in uh, to other people. I think about the, uh, I'm just thinking right now about the Gutenberg press and when the, the first, uh, you know, Bibles begin to be pressed and mass produced and how that just changed our world. So, you know, f- we have this tendency in, in the church as pastors, as, as Christian leaders, um, to maybe overlook the importance of putting stuff in people's hands that, that catches their attention. Uh, let's just call it, you know, manifesting the vision or whatever it is. And, uh, I, you know, it's not that we have to do these things, but when we take time and we do them in the right spirit with the right motive of reaching people and informing people and making the vision plain and clear, when we do that, you know, I just I want to say this. I really believe spiritually it has an impact on people. There's something about the time that you invest, the preparation that you put into the process that is in itself an act of worship. And I really believe that. You know, it's we're not it's we use words like marketing, but that's not our end goal, right? We're not trying to, you know, increase our profit margin. We're trying to reach people, you know, we're trying to we're trying to uh, we're trying to bring the kingdom here on earth. And I think that if in your heart, if that's your motive, I think God sees that. And so I just feel like his blessing is on that process. And then when you finally get to see someone's reaction to something that you've worked hard on and that you've prepared, uh, you realize that, wow, it was worth it, you know. And this is part of it. You know, this is important as knocking on the door or meeting that person and meeting, that, meeting someone in person and telling them about your church or it's all part of it. So anyway, I could go on and on about that. Kind of a long answer. I love it. Uh, when I just you're kind of spurring me on too. So as a person that uh, takes a lot of passion in helping people like you, uh, churches, to get that that vision and that passion uh, communicated uh, across. Um, I, I remember one day I was reading uh, about Moses, and he was in the um, in the wilderness, and God gave him instructions to build the tabernacle. Hmm. And he gave him all these measurements and everything, and then uh, God instructed him to go get some help because Moses wasn't a, an artist. He wasn't <laughs> somebody that could actually craft and make these things. Right. So he had Moses go get this guy named Bezalel, and, and Bezalel was an artisan in, the, in that camp. And Bezalel was able to take all the measurements and everything that Moses had received from God. He'd taken that vision for the tabernacle, the house of God that mm-hmm. God had uh, instructed Moses to build. And then Bezalel was able to create the, um, the, the, uh, the, the actual physical mm-hmm. manifestation of that. So with yeah. his artistic abilities, he was able to then make that a reality and represent God in, in that community with the, the, the tabernacle. Yeah. And, and he also had a team of people. Um, Aholiab was one of his people and some other craftsmen that he kind of mm. um, let out. So that's always been an inspiration for me. Like when God showed me that, I was like, man, that's what I feel like as, a, as what we do, um, where we can come along and really help the vision that God has given you become a reality to, to yeah. build a house of God in a, in a community. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we uh, just a couple weeks ago, um, it's kind of becoming a, a nationwide uh, uh, tourist attraction. It just opened early July, but it's it's a it's a biblical proportion uh, uh, Noah's Ark, you know, and it's in Williamsburg, Kentucky, you know, and if, even right now, just a plug, go see it. It's about 40 miles south of Cincinnati, but 
Uh, you know, it's built to the Bible specifications. And when I when I walked up and, and, and I saw it, I just kind of stood there in awe. And I couldn't escape the fact that these are um, these are blueprints that God gave Noah. Okay, in a time when you know the earth, you know, apparently had never seen rain, had never seen you know what was about to come, and uh, uh, just like you said about uh, God sending um, God sending Moses, someone, uh, He also sent Noah, you know, through his uh, through his family, you know, those who were skilled in metalworking and all this. You know, the Bible's just so full of stories of how God creates partnerships. He pairs one skill with another skill, and it, but it's all the same. No matter what the story is or how the narrative may differ, it's all the same. It's to advance the kingdom. It's to make his name famous. And he does. He works through our creativity. I mean, he's put these creative ideas and um, uh, these creative intuitions inside of each of us, which is why I think when we see something beautiful, whether it's something in creation or something that we've created through, um, you know, through art or whatever it is, it's why we see it and we respond to it, right? This is all God-given stuff that's inside of us. And so when we're, when we're patient and we're willing to pair our skill with the skill of another's for the same purpose, advancing the kingdom, making God famous, uh, I, I feel like that it's very consistent with what we see throughout all of the scripture. And uh, so anyway, just kind of adding to your story about Moses and the tabernacle, that's a good word. Yeah, it's and it it is a skill. It should be a skillful execution. Um, I'm reminded of, of uh, Samuel when he was looking for uh, the next king, um, and he came to the house of Jesse, and he he saw the the sons of Jesse, and they're, you know, they're big and strong, and and um, uh, Samuel kept on thinking it was one of those guys, and it ended up being David who's out in the uh, the pasture. Well, there's a line in there. I believe it's uh, chapter 16 for Samuel, but God says that. Um, you know, uh, people look at the uh, outside, right? But I look at the heart, right. and there's actually two statements that are hmm. being said. God looks at the heart, and I think we we grab onto that a lot of times in church yeah. world, and that's important for us to know. But the first part of that is that people look at the outside, yeah. And as a brand uh, designer, you know, I I um I always tend to to gravitate towards that. Hey, let's not forget that that people look at the outside. Absolutely, yeah. And it's important to get that part right. It's yeah. important to get a good logo, to build a great website, and because that's what people look at. Yeah. God will work eventually, um, bring them in to work on their heart. Yeah. But that initial um, perception is important. Yeah. No, without a doubt. You know, I totally agree with that, and um, I think it just requires patience. Uh, you know, with with ourselves as believers. Um, you know. Right, right now, a passage that's coming to mind is that um, uh, how dangerous zeal without knowledge is. You know, um, to be zealous and to not apply knowledge to that zeal, or that's zeal is not a word we use a whole lot, but to uh, to be um, what's the word? Let's say to be really passionate about something, but then to have no visible application of that passion, um, it's just a mistake. You know, um, we can be passionate about something and and we can have crazy ideas, um, but if we don't slow down and take time to skillfully map out what we want, what we want the world to see, the, tr- the truth is many people will be impacted just by our passion. If we never write anything down, if we never put anything on the screen, if we never, you know, portray it in a way that's creative, uh, some people will be moved by our passion alone. But if we'll take time and skillfully craft what it is that we're so passionate about, 
Now the multitudes will see it. More people will see it. And here's a cool thing. When we're gone, it's still there. Mm. You know, it's, mm. so it has a lasting impression. Um, so. so what is the vision of um, you, your next step? So you're, you're doing the internal launch now. And I believe your plans are in January you'll do this external launch. Can you maybe unpack what that, that's going to look like for you in the next several months? So, uh, yeah, I mean, even as you ask the question, it's kind of an interesting phase, you know, because we start with, you know, the, you know, the logo, the, the look and feel and, and all this sort of thing. And now we kind of slow down and we focus uh, inwardly. Now that we feel like we've, we're at a place where we've kind of legitimized our look and feel and our vision, we've, we've made the vision plain and clear for people to see, right? So now we have some time to slow down and really focus on, okay, who's our team, right? Who's our launch team? Where are we going to meet? What's our strategy for, for uh, meeting in the community and drawing other people? And so uh, this is actually, I'm really enjoying this phase right now because the, uh, the initial, that first phase of, you know, making the vision plain for people to see, uh, we're kind of in a, in a resting phase where it's like, all right, now let's take all of these things that we've, um, that we've, uh, that we've put out there for people to see, that we've shared, and through uh, you know through meeting with people and sharing our vision. Now let's take all of that passion and let's focus that on the infrastructure of uh, who we are. We got we got to build it right. Now that people are seeing the vision, um, we've got to start putting the pieces together on the inside um, that create a strong framework, so that when we launch in the community, which I'll just call that phase three. Um, not only do people come in and it looks great and it feels great and uh, it's, yeah, it's just like the video we saw. It's just like the, it's just what I expected, you know. Um, but but there's people there. The infrastructure is there. The framework is there to uh, to grab a hold of that momentum and keep it going. So that's where we are right now. It's a little bit of a uh, slower moving phase. Mm -hmm. uh, has a lot to do with developing people, developing relationships, um, and uh, just helping our team grow more confident in uh, who we're going to be and how we're going to present ourselves before the community. Mm -hmm. so. so what is the vision? What's, what's, what's going to be unique about New Tribe Church and that community? Even not from other n churches necessarily, but just from that in, within that community itself. Do you, do you have a clear picture of that yet, or are you still developing that? You know, this is, this is one of those, one sort of question that I... I I kind of tiptoe around because it's, I never want it to be about comparison, you know, like, hey, we're going to come in and we're going to do something no one else has ever done, mm -hmm. right? I never want to yeah. think that way, honestly, um, because really that, that has nothing to do, uh, nothing to do with it. I, I'm sure, uh, I, when I look at America, man, what I see is America doesn't really, doesn't need more churches. I do believe that America needs more life-giving churches. And um, where people can come and uh, when the moment they walk in, um, they can expect to have an encounter with the presence of God. I mean, that's what, that's what we're doing, you know, through praise and through worship. Uh, what's another expectation that, that they can have? They, they can expect that they're going to hear the, the word of God preached. Um, they're going to learn more about Jesus, what it means to be a follower, what it means to live in fellowship with other believers, and then also what it means to, you know, engage with your neighbors. Um, you know, so now I'm kind of I'm talking more pastor stuff, and I'm kind of veering off creativity. But uh, I guess what I'm what I'm trying to say is, um, you know, outside the packaging 
uh, or you know the, the packaging hopefully will, will draw people when they get there the people that are there that you know that when they rip open the packaging the people they encounter hopefully the, the people that are there our launch team will share those passions um, that I have and so when people come and they they see something they like they meet people uh, that they feel like are authentic and real they encounter the presence of God um, they're going to walk away with a memory of what New Tribe is all about. You know, so it's really, when you ask me that question, rather than saying, well, I feel like we're going to do this, man, and we're going to be great at this, really, I, I want people to walk away with a great impression of what church can be like. Um, and so, like I said, there may be some great churches in that community, um, but hopefully when people walk away, whether they come back or not, they say, this is what I would like them to say, man, New Tribe Church, those people are really all about Jesus, and they love people, uh, and it's a cool place to be, you know, it looks cool, it feels great, um, you know, of course we want to have excellence in our music, excellence in our, uh, in our, you know, creative use, and uh, I want to have excellence in my preaching and teaching, so anyway, I can go on about that, but um, I don't know, maybe that helped her. That's good. No, I think it's a great, there's a book that I, it's called Good to Great. Jim Collins wrote it. It's a business book written several years ago back in the 90s. Uh, um, but he, he actually talks about this idea. I think he called it the hedgehog principle being really, really good. In fact, the best in the world at something. Hmm. But the, the idea is not that you're reinventing any, you know, something. The idea is that you're just narrowing your focus. Yeah. So you're being the best in the world in your community at something. Right. So I think that's, in a lot of ways, just a different way to say what you've said. You know, you, you want to just, you're, you're going to be in Mount Juliet, which is right outside of Nashville on right. the east side of the city. That's right. Mm -hmm. And you're going to create this community, this thriving, vibrant church community um, where, you know, Jesus can be known and lifted up and, in a way that maybe in that community nothing else is doing yeah. that in that immediate area. You know, one thing I, that, I, that I will say is uh, there's this, uh, this actually is here in the Kansas City area, but... Um, there was this church going around there, and uh, if you know this church or you've put these signs up, then you know, no offense or anything. But anyway, the the sign said it said, uh, "Forget about everything you know about VBS." And then I don't, I'm not going to give the website I told you to go to, but they were trying to advertise, you know, their version of VBS. The thing was that uh, they were sticking these signs like uh, in in the you know these corner grass lots that are at at an intersection. And several of those intersections had churches on them, you know, several of those lots. And so I was thinking, oh, man. So you would see in the, in the you know, kind of in the backdrop a, a big banner that was like, VBS, join us this week. And then out by the stop sign, you'd see this thing stuck in the ground that said, forget everything you know about VBS. So, you know, there, that's that whole level of comparison I want to steer away from. But I will say this about our name and about our vision, New Tribe Church. Um, you know, the name, uh, and I... I I, maybe I'm going off topic here, but I think when choosing a name for our church, uh, this isn't for everyone, but when we chose the name New Tribe Church, we knew that that was going to catch the attention of some people. Now, in the Southeast, whether it was the Bible Belt or not, and whether the Bible uh, Belt is, you know, has come loose and the pants are falling off, whatever the situation of our, our nation in that region of, of our country is, here's the truth. There's a lot of churches down there. A lot of those churches are declining in membership. And, uh, and when you see in a conservative area, when you see a, a name of a church called New Tribe Church, 
you know, it's already going to elicit some some questions. And we've already had people, you know, ask us, you know, new tribe, what what on earth is that? You know, what's that about? Is that part of a, you know, is that part of some group or something like that? And um, <clears throat> I think that that right there in itself is going to give us an opportunity uh, to really um, to really express to the community who we are, who you know, what we're about. Obviously, it's about people. It's about people getting together. We're going to have a place a lot of value on the lives of people and uh, spend a lot of time um, building relationships that last and encouraging faith in others that moves mountains. And if that's one aspect of our church that, uh, that we're known for, um, if, the, if the crazy name or the different name or the, or the look is it's a little different or whatever, if that draws people but they walk away having uh, an authentic encounter with God, and uh, seeing what what the church can be like when his people really do reach out and build relationships and encourage one another, then in the end, you know, that's that's a win for us. So we're going to have to really earn our name in the community because <laughs> having a cool name and a cool look is not enough. You yeah. know, so I'm aware of that. We're going to have to earn that, and we're going to work hard to do that. So yeah, uh, so this will be an interesting journey. I I, I would um, like to follow along and see how you're doing as you move forward and you, you do the launch and. Then you go beyond that, and how this becomes, uh, you know, a reality. So you know, it's all you know, conceptual at this point. You yeah. know, you're hoping the best for everything. You've got some ideas. Once you actually get in there and you start to do some stuff, you'll get some feedback, and mm-hmm. then make some adjustments and everything. So in the future, I, I fully intend to invite you back on, and let's figure out. You know, let, yeah. let's just talk about how this has gone for you. It'd be great. Yeah, and I think one of the things like leading up. I mean, this is very early on, but. Focusing on relationships is a big deal, yes. uh, you know, for you. And so just uh, we were brainstorming ideas just the other day about, hey, what if uh, leading up to the launch, you know, we had we just told stories of the different people in the launch team. Yeah. And then let those stories just be out there and just present this idea that they're very real people that had very real problems with a very real God that mm. has helped them through it. And that becoming part of your brand, you know, just, just yeah. this culture of storytelling, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh you know, we churches talk a lot about relationships, and and we've tried every, you know, uh, program and methodology there is out there to to build relationships. And uh, you know, obviously, w- one of our strategies is you know is, is small groups and being really intentional about the the design and structure of those small groups. Uh, one way I've I've been saying it is we don't want to be you know we don't want small groups to be something we offer. We don't want to be who we are. You know, um, I want to be able to ask anybody in our church, hey, who's your two or more? You know, and they don't say, what? What do you mean? They can immediately tell me two or more people who they're in fellowship with, who they're, who's holding them accountable, right? Who's, who's challenging them to grow, uh, who they can call in a moment's, you know what I'm saying, in a moment's notice. Uh, if, we can, if we can figure this out in the church, um, how to, I think we've, we've, we've learned well, especially in America, how to draw big crowds. And for some reason, that doesn't even bother me. Maybe when I was younger, I thought, you know, man, if we could have a church of several thousand, that'd be awesome. But now I feel like we've kind of figured out how we can do that. What I think the church has still struggled to to figure out is how do we build relationships that last? And so that's a real challenge that we're going to face. But we're committed to that. It's you know, it's 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 obviously the the first uh, the first phrase in our vision. But I think about, and this podcast may be dated, but what's going on throughout the course of this summer with, uh, you know, people uh, gathering together to protest all over the nation and uh, people grouping together. People want to be a part of something. 
you know, whether it's for positive or for negative reasons, mm-hmm. people want to feel like they can identify with other people. And so, uh, you know, it's like whether whether that means, you, you know, putting your putting a hashtag on your social media comment so you feel like you identify with that group or you organize, you know, a protest or you go and you join part of that or whatever it is. Uh, for good and for bad, people all over the world, especially in America right now, people are yearning for belonging. They want to belong to something. And so um, here's the truth, man. If, if, if other organizers out there, you know, thinking about uh, an organizer I saw on the news the other night, you know, how they were interviewing him on how he organized people and how did he do it? He was utilizing social media. He was having interest meetings, right? He was having these small meetings and he was gathering people together, telling them what they're going to do, setting a date, setting a time, letting them know what we're about. We can do that too as a church. We can organize, you know, for lack of better terms, rallies. You know, we don't call them that, but uh, we can be intentional about bringing people together. And so I think we just got to think a little smarter, work a little harder. And, um, and I think we'll, we'll really start to see a lot of positive change in the church uh, here in America. So anyway, man, you got me, yeah. on, a, you got me <laughs> on a soapbox. Sorry about that. Perfect. Um, no, that's so. perfect. I think it's interesting because I think uh, a lot of people like to just follow you and kind of figure out how things unpack for you in the next several months and even beyond that. Yeah. So do you, you have a website already up? Uh, yeah, you can go to uh, uh, newtribe.church uh, or you can do newtribe.com. You can check it out. Okay. One of those, so. And is there a good way to follow you? Uh, yeah, you can you can follow my uh, personal uh, Instagram or Twitter, and it would be J-A-R-O-D underscore Smith. So Jared Smith at, uh, or I'm sorry, at Jared Smith, and that's Instagram or Twitter. Uh, also, uh, you can check out our uh, Facebook page for New Tribe Church. You just, we're, as far as I know, we're the only one. So just type in New Tribe Church, and you can follow us there. And uh, those would probably be the uh, two easiest ways. Uh, at New Tribe Church, uh, you can find on Instagram and Twitter as well. Okay. And we'll be working with Jared from time to time, so we'll, we'll try to update, you know, uh, on what's going on. Use um, use a case study and, and on some of this stuff, and yeah. I'm sure it'll be interesting. So New Tribe Church, there's only one, is that right? Well, that you know of? You know, this is, you know, you really start digging on the internet because yeah. you want to know, is there any, any other out there? I have found just through Google that I don't know if they're still meeting or what. From what I can get, it was maybe a, I think it was in the Memphis area. And so I don't know if they were a small group or they were an actual church or whatever, but they don't have a website or anything like that. Uh, I have seen um, there's a New Tribes Missions. I have no idea what that organization, you know, where they are or what they're about. Um, so, you know, I don't want to say, you know, exclusively, yeah, New Tribe Church is the only one. But it's the only one right now that's got a Facebook account and a website, right, and Instagram. Like, we've secured all those those things. Um, so, I don't know. That answer your question. Yeah, nice. Well, congratulations on finding, like, the only unique church name out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thanks again for being on the podcast. Um, it's really great that you shared, you know, your heart. And we <laughs> dug into Scripture even, uh, yeah. which I think is great. I think it's just something that we... Uh, we can get inspiration from scripture, like you know, it's it's in the Bible more, more than any, you know, yeah. just about everything's in the Bible. So it's good to unpack <laughs> that too. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely, thanks for having me.
I want to say thanks again to Jared Smith for coming on and talking to us about New Tribe Church and what he's doing in Nashville um, here starting in early 2017 as his public launch. So if you want to find out more about Jared, he left some information there for you to look him up and be able to follow his progress. Um, We are working with Jared to help him through this process. So I think it's a neat opportunity where you could see a lot of the things we talk about on this this program, this uh, podcast, and also on our website, you could get to see it in place. So the idea, I think uh, it'd be great to have Jared back maybe in six months and see how things have unfolded for him and then have him back again maybe in a, in about a year's time and, and begin to see how this is a, um, this whole process is helping him to establish this new church in um, Mount Juliet, uh, which is just on the east side of Nashville, Tennessee. So thanks again, Jared, for coming on and, and really sharing uh, just your insights on the whole branding process as you're very early in the stage of establishing a new brand in a, in a very new community for new new community for you. Um, the package that we talked about with Jared um, and what we talked about earlier in the program included four items. It's the logo, website, brochure, and video. And in our recommendation, that is what you need to establish a strong brand for a church plant. Those four items as far as uh, media is concerned. So before your church is launched, if you have those things in place, then you should be set up well to get people on board with the vision and uh, help you just establish this new work that you're, you're going to be doing. Um, one of the things I want to put out there is that you, if you're doing a new church plant, um, you need to find somebody that can help you just guide, guide you through this process. So as a, as a pastor, um, maybe you're a, a creative person uh, within the organization that's just going to help to get the creative elements pulled together. Um, you need to find someone that can help you through the process of branding that can challenge you in different ways. Um, in the interview with Jared, there were some questions that I asked that were just challenging to Jared. And um, those weren't the first time that I asked him those questions. So he was better prepared on the podcast to answer some of those questions. But when we first met up and we were talking through some of this stuff, he didn't have answers to the question of who are you uniquely called to reach. Um, so the idea that I challenged him on was, um, everyone's not a good answer. So you, you need to find um, the, uh, the targets that you are uniquely qualified to reach um, based on the people that are with you, your own abilities, um, the resources that you have uh, at your disposal. Who are you going to be able to best reach in that community? What's the biggest need in that community that you see? And let, let's set some, um, some targets that we can shoot um, for, that we can be laser focused on so that um, we are uh, as attractive as we can be to those groups of people. And uh, that, so that, there's some challenging questions that we've asked him. Uh, one of the other big questions that we ask is, um, do you want to represent who you are to the community, or do you want to reach the community where they are? So as we're developing the brand, the logo, um, colors, everything else, are we trying to reach them where they are, or is the approach to call them to where we are? So there's not a right or wrong answer to that. There's, um, there's really good answers to the, that question. And um, as you're developing a brand, you could be on either side of that. But if you need to have a good answer to it, and once you have a good answer, then we're able to develop a brand that really uh, is effective in, in reaching people in whatever approach you want to try to do it with. So find someone that can help you through this, um, this process. We would love to do that. Of course, we're located in the Kansas City area and can work with anybody throughout the country and have been doing that. 
but um, find someone that could help you do this as you are launching your church. Because when you get this brand set up right at the in the in the initial stages, then it really sets you apart. And um, not only from other churches, that's not really the goal. The, the, the real goal is to set you apart from other things in the community that people have options to do. Um, from the football game and sets you apart from the movie theater and sets you apart from um, any other activity, bowling, you know, any other activities that somebody can can choose to do in that community and uh, sets your church into, into a position where they feel that it's substantial. So you should, you should build a brand, get a logo design that's a, a very good logo, a really high quality video, high quality website, high quality brochure that's unique and different. Um, you know, has some of the elements we talked about, a heavier stock that just is, is substantial. So you're giving the idea to people that this is worth your time. This is worth your energy. This is worth your, your money, your donations to be a part of. It's worth your prayers. It's worth uh, coming to because we're going to help you and uh, we've got a plan for you and, and God's got a plan for your life. So you want to reflect that in your, your branding and that really takes a good amount of um, knowledge and know-how to establish um, finding a, a, a high school kid that plays around with Photoshop um, is probably not going to get you where you need to go. And it's so important to get that first impression right. So I would recommend, you know, finding somebody, finding an, either an agency or just a professional, uh, maybe a freelancer, uh, maybe somebody in your church that is very, very capable, um, but somebody that really knows what they're talking about to help you make that great first impression. And um, you only have one chance to do it, so make it make sure it counts. Make sure you make a, a good impression as you develop these four different items. Of course, there's going to be many more things. Uh, you know, signage in the facility. There's going to be a bunch of other things that you can do. Facebook ads, um, postcard mailers. Uh, so as you get closer, but these four items should really get you started. And on our website, my uh, my passion, my heart is to provide as much information as possible to help you on, on your journey of creating a, a, an effective church brand. So we have a lot of resources to help you through this. Um, so churchbrandguide.com has a questionnaire where, that you can download to help you establish the uh, your, your logo. So it's a, it's a good challenging questionnaire that makes you think, um, makes your team think about who you're trying to reach and how you're going to do that. Uh, there's another questionnaire about a website, um, so it, it'll help you think through what your website needs to do for your church. It should be like an employee that works for your church, so that questionnaire will help you get there. There's another um, uh, download that is a story structure. So as you're telling stories uh, with video, um, you can have that to guide you through like what is a compelling story that people are going to be emotionally involved in, you know, in, in a very short amount of time. So there's a resource up there for that as well. So we'll also put links to uh, New Tribe Church so you can check out their logo and what we've done for them. And uh, you can also check out our portfolio on um, the Persa Creative website, which is the name of our agency. And uh, you can just see what we've done with other churches, maybe give you some ideas um, of what you need to do for your church and your church plan. So hopefully that was very helpful um, to you. Um, Also coming up, uh, as I am pursuing my passion to help churches, um, I'm putting together a book about church branding right now. It's it's a book that's going to include a lot of the information that we talk about, but it's all in one place, step by step to kind of help you through this process, help you get your mind wrapped around it. And uh, I feel uh, kind of a calling in a way to, to put together a resource like that. 
and uh, it's going to have a lot of other materials as well included with it to help you through this process. So it's going to, not only the book, but the, the idea that I'm working on is putting together a whole bunch of like PDF documents and even samples um, that you could, you could just have as a part of it so that it, it makes sense. You know, you can see what other churches have done and what, what maybe you, you can start to do with your own brand. So that's coming up in the fall of 2016. Um, I'll announce it and let you know for sure when I, that's all put together. But it's a it's something I, I, I feel you know compelled to do, and so I'm going to just obey and, and do it. And uh, hopefully that's helpful to a lot of you. Um, the resource I want to share with you today, the book is called The Artisan's Soul. It's by Erwin McManus. And uh, every week in the podcast, I like to share a resource that's been influential or just, just can help you in some way to create a strong brand uh, with, your, with your church. So Erwin McManus is a pastor, and he, he wrote this book, and it's really about being creative and um, leaning into the creative, creative energy that God has given you, the, cre- the, the creative ability that God has, has gifted you with, no matter who you are. Every, every person, every human being is gifted with a, an ability to be creative, and we're supposed to step into that. So Erwin makes a great case to, to convince you and to help you realize that you are creative, and um, one of the things he, he makes uh, just a, a great uh, point with is that, you know, God created animals with certain abilities. Uh, a beaver builds dams. Um, a, a bee builds hives and produces honey. Well, God created people to imagine. That's what we do. We imagine things. And um, we imagine things, and then when we do those things, then we create a, an amazing, amazing work that God can use. And, of course, the enemy, the devil, uses that in the opposite direction where we can imagine destruction. Um, but Erwin, uh, in this book, uh, he just really challenges us to use our imagination that God has given us, that creativity, to really step into some bigger and greater things with your life. So um, I, th- I thought this was a good fit with the church planting uh, episode because of the idea that a lot of you church planters that are out there, there's just this big, compelling, uh, imagined vision that God has given you that you're going to do something in, in, in amazing in a community and impact many lives. So you're stepping into this artisan's mindset to, to be an artist in some way and to do something that's going to help people to step into a greater life. So um, I think this book will help you just uh, begin to uh, step more into that mentality. Um, even if you're not planting a church, it's a great read just to help challenge you um, to be creative, to think big, to dream big, and to step into all that God has put inside of you, uh, to discover what that is, and then to step into it and do some amazing things. All right, so hopefully this podcast has been helpful to you, and uh, I've enjoyed putting it together. I enjoy talking with Jared and um, uh, and on all the different resources that we talked about here today. So uh, give me some feedback. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know if this stuff is helpful to you. If you, if you need more information, or you have some questions, I would love to follow up with that. So you can go on the blog and leave a comment, or you could just connect with me directly on a, um, through the, the blog website. There's way, different ways to connect with me. So I'd love to hear from you. Leave a review on iTunes, uh, or even go to our Facebook page and, and just um, make some comments on, on that as well. All right, so I uh, hope you enjoyed it, and I'll see you next time.